Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Balqis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything that you need to know when it comes to tech in the UAE and all around the world. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have big news happening right here in the UAE. As We're not going to talk about the weather. The weather. <laughs> I was walking into... Um the Charger Broadcasting Authority building and I just kept thinking it's so weird that every future talk show we just give them a free weather forecast like a quick one I think because you know the show hits you know the peak timing of hot or cold yeah right so most of the time at 2pm is pretty darn hot hot and now it's been the weather has been spectacular. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not bad at all. No, there was a breeze walking in. People are really enjoying the nice weather. Honestly, it feels like it feels like um, what's the word? Winter. It feels like a curse not not using this weather at night. You know, going on a walk or just jog or just even being outside. Yes. It's like you have to make the most out of it before we lose it. Yeah, you have to make the most out of it. I mean, I know a lot of people that now start w- working out outdoors mm. because of the weather. My dad included. Now he's back to walking around, yep. you know, um, El Majaz area. Mm-hmm. But ladies and gentlemen, why not use this beautiful weather and test out driverless <laughs> vehicles right here in the UAE because the cabinet has approved driverless vehicles to be tested on UAE roads. I believe the UAE is actually the first country in the Arab world to approve such a decision. I'm so excited to see those driverless cars on the roads. First country in the Arab world and second country in the world. There you go. Second country in the whole entire world. What an honor. What is going to be happening and how these how are these vehicles going to be tested? We're going to be revealing all those details in just a few moments. Coming up on today's show as well, Speaking of, you know, testing out new things, outer space has also been one of the places that we've been testing out new things because the SpaceX Crew 2 astronauts have returned back to Earth from the International Space Station. And guess what? They went down or they made a very interesting landing through a capsule parachute. I saw this parachute and I was like, okay, I've always wanted to be an astronaut, but maybe I'm going to change my mind after this because I don't feel like that's the safest way possible. Mm-hmm. But... I'm excited to see everyone's thoughts about it as well. Yes, and we're also talking about how school children right here in the UAE are spending an exciting day piloting drones at the Sharjah International Book Fair. Seems like school children are always doing things that I wish I could do when it comes <laughs> to the Sharjah International Book Fair. But again, looking at IS, uh, SIBF 2021, uh, you know, being the one-stop place for everything, mm-hmm. not just only reading books. Yes, indeed. And let me tell you, honey, today it's been packed with school children. The Expo Center in front, there's just it's full of school buses and inside the building itself, children are just going from one stand to the other, buying very interesting books. In the world of weird tech, we're talking all about special and precious collectibles because the original Apple computer, the one that was hand built by the founder, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak 45 years ago, is going on sale in the United States. Who's going to get their hands on it? How much does it even cost? We're going to be revealing all those details in just a few moments. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we have crazy news how a missing teen was found because of TikTok and her hand gestures Mm -hmm. is what got her found. And if you want to know how that actually happened, do tune in to Pulse95. Do keep Future Talk locked because we're going to be right back and give you all the details in just a bit. Daily Digital News. 
Bits and Bytes Connect Our World. Man, am I excited about this news because soon enough, you could potentially see driverless cars just zooming on the UAE roads very, very soon. Now, just a couple of things to get you excited to this news. First off, this is actually the UAE will be the first country in the Arab world Mm -hmm. to approve this decision and the second country worldwide to have tests for driverless cars. Mm -hmm. We've always heard about driverless cars from different car manufacturers being worked on, being launched. But the issue always behind it is how can we make sure that they are safe on the road and how can we make sure that there are ethics in place to make this become a reality? Well, the UAE cabinet has approved a request that was submitted by the Ministry of Interior to test autonomous vehicles on the UAE roads and make sure that ethics are in place to secure our lives. Yes, and uh, His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, who is the Vice President and Prime Minister of the UAE and ruler of Dubai, took it to Twitter and said that this will make the UAE the second country in the world to test driverless vehicles on their roads. The Ministry of Interior will also submit a report on the test results to the UAE cabinet. Now, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid also did tweet that we are waiting. The, we are waiting the report of the Ministry of Interior to take the appropriate decision. And this did come after Sheikh Mohammed did chair a UAE cabinet meeting at Expo 2020 in Dubai or Expo 2020 Dubai. And again, we're looking at how, you know, uh, autonomous vehicles, electric vehicles have always been the goal of the UAE. But Mm -hmm. that, you know, we want to be more sustainable. We want to be more green. And they've been pushing, you know, the initiative of having more electric vehicles so we are looking at these autonomous vehicles most of the time or 99.9 percent of the time yep. they are electric cars so if we could have electric vehicles right mm. and if we could have autonomous autonomous electric vehicles would you be comfortable mm. would you be if let's say you you're you're chilling at home right you jump on your uae taxi app you order a taxi taxi sends you a notification hey i'm downstairs you say you you and you enter the taxi. You're not saying assalamu alaikum anymore. <laughs> no driver. There's no more assalamu alaikum. I mean, you just sit there and then it goes. Yep, please fasten uh, your seatbelt, and you're off. It's. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like with a taxi, I'd rather have it be with a driver. But if it's my car, I would be happy having it driverless. I don't know. It's it's a weird mixture. But looking at this uh, new initiative, the main goal behind it is to make sure that driverless vehicles are A, safe, and B, more reliable. Because we do know that with every new innovation, there's always a worry of how safe is it to introduce at a global scale, at a public scale, allow citizens worldwide to be able to use it. And the Ministry of Interior is collaborating with the Office of Artificial Intelligence to make sure that the results of the tests that are currently being conducted on driverless cars are taken seriously and are taken within the right criteria to make sure that they are ready to be adopted. Now, looking at it, the testing process will be carried out through an initiative by the General Secretariat of the Cabinet known as Reg Lab. And this is going to give them a very safe environment to test these vehicles, but also make sure that they are governing the use and the application of driverless vehicles for future technologies. I'm so excited to see them on the road. Just imagine like you're you're driving, you're on your merry way coming to work and then you're Now imagine road rage. Oh my god. How can how can I get mad at a driverless car? Not you getting mad. I'm people getting mad. Imagine you know all of a sudden you know 
people are getting mad at this driverless car. But I do suspect that they will have designated lanes for yeah. autonomous driving uh, cars. You know what, though? I feel like we'd be safer on the road with a driverless vehicle than a person behind the wheel. 100%. Genuinely. 100%. 100% because they'll follow the rules. They'll follow the regulations. And, and humans, I must say. Yeah, no more human error. You they, know, they human don't. error is a big, a big issue. Humans just, even if they do know the right thing, they just choose not to do it, which is so frustrating. So I feel like with a driverless vehicle, it'll just follow whatever rules you input into its system. Yeah, I mean, 100%, you're right. Again, it will follow. It doesn't have a mind of its own. Mm. You tell it to go right until five kilometers, and then, you know, before your exit of three kilometers, you take a right. It'll use blinkers at least. Yeah, it will use blinkers. (laughs) It will start going, uh, you know. And I do believe more people will give it the right of way mm. because it's an autonomous vehicle, and you will know it's an autonomous vehicle. True. Imagine it has a sign behind on its on on the rear end, just like you know when when cars are driven by first drivers, yeah. it'll say, "Oh, this I'm a new driver." There's, uh, this one's gonna be no driver. Yeah, <laughs> there's no driver Driverless. in this vehicle. <laughs> Let us know what are your thoughts. I'm just sitting and imagining. Yeah, it. I'm like envisioning. I love that, honestly. Especially after the news that, um, what did we hear recently during, at the beginning when COVID lockdown was, was easing off in the University City right here in Sharjah? Yeah, the University City of Sharjah has already have a, autonomous a, a, shuttles, autonomous fleet of, of, mm. of, of, of buses, you know, to take the students around. So again, I mean, we are looking at one step closer to the UA vision of having, you know, electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles on the road. Let us know your guys' thoughts, 4215-Duarslat, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We are taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking all about space travel. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Bits and bytes do connect our world, ladies and gentlemen. But we have big news coming out of NASA, mm-hmm. right? And, you know... Omnia was telling me about the story earlier today, and she was, you know, scratching her head a little bit. She really did think that soon enough NASA would be, you know, going to the moon mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. But now we're looking at how NASA's moon mission has been pushed back to 2025. I like how the mission has been pushed back to 2025. It's not mm. like pushed forward to 2025, <laughs> but... I feel like we've let Donald Trump down, though. Yes, I mean, former U.S. President Donald Trump did have a uh, target of 2024 for humans to set foot on the lunar surface once again. This man dreams and we accomplish. Yeah, I mean, the last time uh, the U.S. went to the moon was in the 1960s, and then we never went back. It's amazing, right? How about I send you there? Yeah, right? I mean, that's why a lot of conspiracy theories came out because of the moon landing. Like, you guys did all of that. You guys went back. You guys went, and you guys never went back. True. And no one ever talked about it again. No. Right? It was so quiet. And yeah. then we had plans to go to the Red Planet. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's it. No one no one knows why, but a lot of researchers speculate that they kind of lost hope of finding anything on the moon that was beneficial anymore. So they decided to explore other planets. Now, former U.S. President Donald Trump, he had a goal of setting or having humans set foot on the lunar surface once again by the year 2024. However, the space agency announced yesterday that they would be pushing back the timeline by a year after losing nearly seven months in litigation. This is the issue with such news or not necessarily such news, but rather such decisions because we can plan as much as we want. But if decisions aren't made to kind of 
accompany that goal, it's never going to come into fruition. Now, this comes a day after NASA said it would crash a spacecraft into an asteroid to test Earth's defenses against cosmic threats. So the Trump's administration's Artemis initiative was intended as a stepping stone towards the objective of sending astronauts to Mars one day. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson did say that these delays from legal wranglings over the SpaceX contract to build the Artemis lunar landing vehicle was a major reason for rescheduling this mission. So they actually feel pretty annoyed at the fact that they lost seven months worth of time just in legal arguments. And that likely has pushed the first human landing to no earlier than 2025. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would be the human lander on the first demonstration landing. And a federal judge did say last Thursday that uh, actually a federal judge last Thursday did reject a lawsuit by Jeff Bezos' space company, Blue Origin, against the U.S. government challenging NASA's decision to award a $2.9 billion lunar lander contract to the rival billionaire Elon Musk's SpaceX. Now, it does seem uh, that we talked about that story earlier this year, Omnia, regarding Mm -hmm. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, you know, hitting heads with each other against uh, who wants to be the contractor to the U.S. government when it does come to space travel. But, uh, you know, the ruling does allow NASA to resume its collaboration with SpaceX on the lander contract, although Mr. Nelson did tell Mr. Musk or told (laughs) Mr. Musk's company that they have continued development work on its own in the meantime. So again, I mean, uh, we're looking at how SpaceX is also becoming very influential to, you know, the U.S. government and NASA. 2025 being pushed. Is it cool? Yeah, I mean, more time is always better. To, mm-hmm. You know, they are annoyed that they wasted time, but, you know, they're having even more time now. Four years, three years. It's pretty, it's, it's okay. Yeah, I agree I mean, with plus you. Plus, they already know how to get there. Yeah, and the, the thing is, you know, the goal that Donald Trump set for having humans on the moon by 2024, it wasn't grounded in technical feasibility, you know? It was just him making dreams, him giving out statements, and these statements were not backed up by professionals. Yes. Educated thoughts. Um, NASA previously actually aimed to return crewed spacecraft to the lunar surface by the year 2028. So 2025 is actually not too bad when you think about it. They felt like they're not going to even be ready by 2025. However, things are are looking to be a little bit more optimistic now. Let us know. Are you excited for the moon race to start once again? We do know that the UAE is also having its eyes on the moon with the Russia Drover. They're planning their lunar mission to set foot on the moon by the year 2024, a year earlier than the US. We'd love to hear your thoughts for 215 Dorit Salat or sudden to RDMs at Pulse 95 Radio. Taking a short break. When we come back, we're talking all about UAE school children enjoying their time at the SIBF and also getting the chance to test out some drones. Check this out. Check this out. All 95. This is a very exciting story, especially because the Sharjah International Book Fair has been a destination for everyone, adults, kids, uh, I don't know, grandparents, grandmas, anyone and everyone, there is always a right book for you. And that is the that is the theme of the 40th edition of the Sharjah International Book Fair, 40 years of prosperity, advancements and growth. But the latest of them all has also been incorporating tech and the future vision into this festival because children from all schools all around the UAE have actually been spending exciting days piloting drones at the Sharjah International Book Fair. 
Yes, now it is run by Fun Robotics trainers uh, that go by the name of Omar and Najat, who are sportingly permitted each eager child to maneuver the drone. Now, the workshop will help the students to explore the world of unmanned aerial vehicles, UAVs, or better known as we like to call them, drones. Now, learn the concepts of aerodynamics and piloting and to assemble and pilot the drone to fly and complete certain objectives around a fly circuit. Now, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I am very jealous of these children mm-hmm. because I've always wanted to learn how to fly a drone but obviously, I'm not going to buy a drone because they're expensive, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to crash it because I'm not going to crash an expensive drone. Mm-hmm. But these children have the chance to learn how to fly a drone, how to build the drone, and how to maintain, uh, do maintenance to that drone as well. So if you want your children to learn and you know have a drone type of experience, you should bring them, do- bring them down to the Sharjah International Book Fair at the Expo Center Sharjah. And look for fun robotics. And they should be teaching you guys and teaching your children how to fly a drone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited to see how these children, children will actually be learning more about mm-hmm. flying drones and adapting it to everything that they're learning at school. Because a lot of teachers have actually been saying that they love this activity for children to get to get hands-on experience about objects in motion, their control panels, because drones are very much a part of the technology of today and also in the future. So getting this knowledge, getting this experience on how to operate them will be very important for them. And they're also getting this knowledge in a very fun and interactive way. So they could basically imagine themselves playing video games and scientifically learn how to fly the drone. Now, this initiative is actually being carried out by Fun Robotics right here in Sharjah, and they are allowing them to focus on STEM education. So STEM actually stands for science, mathematics, technology, etc. And these children have actually been understanding the basics of drones, how to pilot them and learning how to do some tricks with them so my advice you know there's just a couple of days left i believe four days are left for the Sharjah international book fair and we've got our very own team from pulse 95 radio ahmed and abdul karim as well as alia who are hosting a live coverage of this event every single day between 12 and 2 p.m so make sure you go ahead and head there it's a great destination for everyone and you don't want to miss out on one of the biggest fairs in the UAE. It is the biggest fair in the world. In the world. Yes. So there you go. I mean, it's such an honor to even say that you've been to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, do bring your children to the Sharjah International Book Fair. And if you don't have children, go yourself because it is an event for all the ages. And I personally have not been there yet. I will be going with my friends this weekend. So... We do have the Pulse 95 team there every single day until the end of the fair, which will be on the 13th of November. But ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking about the original Apple computer that was hand-built by the company's founders, the late Steve Job, Jobs and Steve Wozniak 45 years ago. And today, we'll be telling you guys how it has went under the hammer in the United States. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the original, the OG, <laughs> the first one that did it all. The one that created everything, the start, the original Apple computer. Wow, that was, yeah. you marketed it so well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, you know, the beginning, the beginning. And uh, the original Apple computer that was built by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak and now it was going to be auctioned just after 45 years ago when it did 
first become created. Now, the functioning Apple One is the great, great <laughs> grandfather of today's sleek Chrome and glass MacBooks, the ones that Omni and I are using right now, and is expected to cost around six hundred thousand dollars at an auction in California. This is such a precious computer because it's the beginning of everything. It's the beginning of decades worth of Apple computers and innovation that Apple has worked very hard on. This computer is known as the Chaffee College. It's the so-called Chaffee College Apple One, and it is one of only 200 that Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak have created at the very, very start of the company's mission. And, you know, this computer was compiled and composed in a garage, in their garage, and it is worth so much money right now. What makes it even more rare is the fact that this computer is encased in koa wood. Uh, I think I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing it correctly. Mm -hmm. um, this type of wood, it's a very rich patented wood that is native to Hawaii. And only a handful of the original 200 computers were made in this way. So it only makes sense that it's going to be worth $600,000 in that auction. Now, the components of the computer were compiled very, very specifically because, I mean, they took their sweet time. Um, getting this computer to function and the computer shop that was delivering the parts uh, was actually it's extinct at the moment but all of the parts are found in this computer and the auction around it has definitely been crazy yes i mean looking at it, it looks like a microwave you know like a toaster <laughs> it has the toaster dials and you know it has that kind of like tv vibe naive, i think i think tvs look better omnia this looks like a microwave but you know, regardless what it looks like, it was the first one. It was the one that changed everything. And um, you know what makes it uh, even even cooler is that Steve Jobs and Wozniak, they actually built it themselves with their hands. And, you know, they sold Apple Ones as co component parts. And, uh, you know, just like Omnia said, one computer shop that took a delivery around 50 units decided to encase some of them in wood. Now, the auction house does say the device, which does come with a 1986 Panasonic video monitor has only ever had two owners. So it, that that's why I, I felt like it looks like a bulky TV because it's made with a Panasonic monitor. Yeah, video it's Panasonic. They used to make uh, very good TVs. Nowadays, yeah. not a lot of people like them. Samsung mm -hmm. has dominated that market as well. Mm -hmm. But you know, the LA Times has reported the student who still has not been named has just paid six hundred fifty dollars for it at the time of when it was wow. uh, you know when it was built. And now, now that student does stand to make a pretty penny. And he does want to sell it or he does speculate it's going to go for more than $900,000. So talk about investment. Yep. And I'm very excited to see who's going to be the next owner of this. Especially Not me. <laughs> I've got $900,000. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm sure people who love collecting old and vintage gadgets. Just a couple of days ago, we were talking about that. Uh, expat living right here in the UAE who has all the vintage rare computers first Apple first I don't know what first iPod first iPhone he has them all under his belt so as a warehouse for him basically yes um, so Apple definitely raced for success in the late 1970s and early 1980s however now they don't even have to race for that success you just say Apple and people will applaud them for everything they've done yeah. let us know if you'd want to get your hands on this computer. Yeah, I mean, Apple, from big and bulky to the sleek and minimalistic design that mm -hmm. everyone does love and feels the premium quality. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break, but when we come back, what are we talking about, Omnia? We're talking all about the viral TikTok hand gesture that has been the talk of the town lately. It saved the life of a missing teenager. What is this this gesture and how has it come handy? We're going to be revealing all those details in just a few moments. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? A viral TikTok hand gesture has saved the life and led to the rescue of a missing teen. What is that viral TikTok hand gesture? Well, it is the signal that domestic violence is, you know, happening to that said person. And a popular TikTok trend potentially saved a teen girl's life. A missing 16-year-old girl from North Carolina in the U.S. was found in Kentucky, which is a state away, Mm -hmm. on Thursday. And the adult man she was with has been arrested and charged with unlawful imprisonment. And the teen was found thanks to a 911 caller who was familiar with the hand gesture that went viral on TikTok. Now, this is by far one of the best stories that I've ever heard about TikTok trends gone right, if we want to say, because we've always heard, you know, TikTok trends are useless. They can even cause a lot of issues, whether it was abuse or uh, I'm not sure. Like, when you think about it, sign of help. Yeah. Kids following trends, not always the best idea. A lot of them have actually either gotten asthma attacks or even passed out because they followed the wrong trends. Yet this trend has definitely gone right. Um, The driver who called the police officer or the police to report that they had just passed by a vehicle in which one young passenger was making the hand signals that were indicating that she needed help because of domestic violence was all thanks to that TikTok trend. So the gesture is actually made up by, or you can make it by holding up your hand to the person you're trying to alert. You tuck your your thumb into your palm and then you close all of your fingers. And... Funny enough, I actually saw a lot of um, officer, police officers in the U.S. actually posting videos about how to make this hand gesture because it clearly saved the life of this teenager and it could potentially help spread awareness um, if we can tell, let everyone know about what this hand gesture looks like. Mm-hmm. If we ever come across someone making it, we would know very easily that they are in need of help. Now, more than three and a half million views um, were on that video that was showcasing how to make this gesture and with the help of the 911 caller, the police pulled the vehicle over. They found the teenage girl whose parents actually reported that she was missing a couple of days ago. The driver was arrested and she is safe and sound back home. Yes, alhamdulillah, you know, uh, always good news when a child or teen is, uh, you know, uh, saved. But, you know, the hand gesture for your information is an open palm with your mm. palm facing uh, you know, whoever you want to signal to mm-hmm. and your thumb inside of your palm. And then you close, close your palm, your, your four fingers uh, trapping your thumb. That is the sign for help. So now you know the viral hand gesture and TikTok again. Some people do bash it because it wastes a lot of people's time. And it does. But you can learn a lot of things from the app. It's not just funny videos. You can also learn how to save a life and understand when someone is in danger. Ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it a slot or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. But this does conclude Future Talk for today. We'll be seeing you guys tomorrow, which is Thursday, finally. (laughs) Same time, same place, only here on Pulse95.